Broadcasting from their dining room table in Long Beach, California, it's the Stonebirds with Dave Stone and Katie Strandberg. Get it? Advice and encouragement from two goofballs who can barely run their own lives. Call now at 562-548-2012 to be a part of the show. Now welcome the Stonebirds. Queen Diva. Don't you think Cecil like uh-huh. Oh, I know not. Let's go. I can't tell which one's the mom and which one's the daughter. Well, the mom is in the background because the daughter is the star. They look the same age. <laughs> they do actually. <laughs> I saw one of them good girls <laughs> at the North Georgia State Fair in Hiawasa, Georgia. Oh, get the back fuck in out. 1987. Really? Uh huh. Was it magical? It was great. I sat there half drunk, eating a funnel cake, watching them girls sing their hearts out. I mean, they are, they're superstars. Uh-huh. A lot of hairspray. A lot then. of hairspray. Uh huh. My favorite thing 90s country, red hair, uh-huh. and a mother-daughter dynamic that we all get to watch uh-huh. on a reality TV show that was very short-lived, but you can find on YouTube. Huh. So, suck on that, Cecil. <laughs> Evidently, Mama Judd uh, had relations with Merle Haggard. Ooh, Mama Judd was a big old salute. Uh-huh. No, she just had some problems. She, I think she's an addict, right? She She's ambitious. Oh. She's trying to further her career. There was some dark stuff in there. Uh-huh. There's some... Um, I guess, like, when they were little girls, like, mom's boyfriends would come over, and that's never good. I don't mean to get into uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 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 well, okay. How about you, boo? Oh, boo, I am. Freaking great. What's going down? Dude, I am just living my truth. Oh, yeah. Loving the Judds. Uh-huh. Looking at our little portly Charlie. <sighs> <laughs> How are you, Boo? I'm all clogged. I know. I can tell. I can't breathe. I think you're allergic to me. There's something I'm wearing that I think you're allergic to. <gasps> There's no telling what it is. <laughs> I put about 19 serums on my face. Man, <laughs> I'm sticking this little chapstick up my nose. What is this thing you got me? I got it from Smash It 
uh, pavilions. Boom, boom, winter, winter mint. It's a natural inhaler. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're such a nerd. You need an inhaler. What's, does this thing run out and what does it run out of? Great question. No idea. I'm not going to say <sighs> I do know because I don't. Oh, boy. Yeah, um, I don't know. I'm all stopped up again. Yeah, I think it might be me, but I don't know what it is. That's all right. I didn't put on any weird lotions. Yes, I did. I put a serum on called Nectar. Yeah. It's supposed to absorb into your pores, and it's organic. <laughs> it's a free sample. Huh. So maybe that's it. Maybe you're allergic to Nectar. Hell, maybe. I don't know. Allergic to Nectar. <laughs> <laughs> the name of the brand is Nectar. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Right. I just hate it. I hate recording when I'm all stopped up, because then I... I got the uh, the morbidly obese, out of breath syndrome. The <gasps> see, I think it's a sexy voice. It's like when <laughs> I get sick, or Phoebe Buffay on the smash hit show Friends gets uh-huh. sick. She has sexy voice, and then all of her uh-huh. songs sound good. So I think this is just a cool, sexy Dave. Oh, show. like it makes my voice deeper. Yeah. yeah. It's just like you smoke some cigarettes and are on the road looking Hello. for some answers. I'm Johnny Cash. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. You're the Johnny Cash of podcasts. Everybody knows. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. I'm on amphetamines. He's going into the nose, everyone. (laughs) Oh, man. I'm so sorry. Do you ever listen to any of those old Adam Sandler uh, comedy albums from the early 90s? Yes. He had a sketch on one of them. I I forgot the name of the sketch, but there was a character, I think, called Fatty McGee. (laughs) And it's like uh, a couple of guys, like high school kids or in the library studying for something and then like in the distance they hear like somebody walking up the stairs and like oh no it's fatty mcgee <laughs> he's he had to climb two flights of stairs to get here he's gonna be so winded and then you just hear hey guys can i sit here it's just just more and more out of breath until eventually like he makes the fire alarms go off he's just wheezing <laughs> that's how i feel but i'm all right though Yay! What, what I lack in, in in health, I make up for in in in, in, in enthusiasm. That's exactly That's the word I was yep. For. Mm-hmm. I'm very mm-hmm. enthused to be here, Boo. Good. You're looking nice today. Thank you. I put on makeup. You're glowing. I am. I am. It's a lot of grease. I think I put too many serums on. I'm trying to just cleanse my face because that's a big deal. Yeah. Um. I've been. Going to sleep uh-huh. to uh, really nice videos about cysts and <laughs> extracting oh. uh, cysts and or blackheads and or whiteheads through the Instagram Dr. Pimple Popper, which has inspired me to take my skincare to the next level, you know? Because guess what, boo? There's shit everywhere and it gets into your pores, okay? So we got to clean our faces. Why, are you, why do you watch those videos? Because I, I love it so You're much. You're into that stuff. I love it. I love watching zits shoot out of people's faces. Do you remember when I had a sebaceous cyst the size of a golf ball on the back of my head? Oh, my gosh. How could I forget? That was pretty That was rad. the best Christmas ever. Yeah, it was a Christmas miracle. Me and my sister were digging it out of your skin. Yeah. We have a video of it somewhere. Yeah, yeah it was pretty Oh, awful. that was awesome. Man. And uh, by the way, we did it the complete wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> we probably could have injured you and or gave you an infection. Anyway, Merry Christmas. Uh-huh. 
I can't believe you don't like those videos. It seems right up your alley. Yeah, that stuff doesn't do it for me. Really? Really? You seem shocked that I don't like to watch (laughs) videos of pus shooting out of people's body. Well, it's not just pus. It's also, um, you know, oozing. There's a lot of... This is terrible things to talk about. (laughs) There's probably a lot of the listeners that are like, yes, Katie, this is... You're correct. This Mm. is riveting stuff. Okay? Oh, boy. Got an inhaler. Mr. Inhaler, man. I think I should just start doing cocaine or something. How is that going to help? Clear all this up. No, cocaine I, doesn't clear things up. I mean, I feel it, mess, it, clear, it doesn't it clean out your nose and everything, your right. nasal passages. Unclear. It, I it, just know if I ever tried it, which I never did, I would die. I know I'd be the one person that's like, oh, man, that's how Katie went. Worked for Stevie Nicks. You hear that, urban legend? No. She did so much cocaine, apparently, that the uh, the cartilage that separates your nostrils like she, she ate through it all. She did, she did, she got <gasps> nothing going on up there. That's I don't know if that's true or not, but I always heard that. So, how does that affect your? Like she can't really breathe well. Like what happens when you're in the middle of your nose? I would nose imagine goes? you could breathe better that way. Yeah, I think she mm-hmm. has more room. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah, clear she figured. It out. <laughs> she figured. Good for you, Stevie <laughs> Nicks. Way to go, girl. You figured right. it out. Kyle was warning me that uh, that people get addicted to this nasal stuff, but I was thinking like, so what? Okay, well, like, I- <laughs> like if you think about like getting addicted, like what? Then what does that mean? Like, you know what I mean? It's one thing you don't want to get addicted to to hard drugs, sure, but that's like saying I'm addicted to tangerines. Okay. I don't think it's the same because I think there's a chemical in there oh. that's not great for you, even though it does say organic mm-hmm. and all that horse manure. I don't know, boo. Hmm. Okay? Maybe essential oils. Yeah. I can't tell you. Maybe I should shove some essential oils up my nose. I do love the essential oils. I know. I love the way that stuff smells. <gasps> Maybe you're allergic to that candle. Maybe. That could be it. We, I got a fancy candle from yeah. Vaughn's. Huh. I mean, I can't believe a Vaughn's candle would give you trouble. (laughs) (laughs) So how are you this morning, Boo Boo? Boo, I'm feeling good. You got your tassel earrings on? I I did. Your ears look like they just graduated high school. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. My ears are proud. I'm putting earrings on. Mm -hmm. You got to dress the part you want to play. That's true. And the part I want to play apparently today is, you know... Antique owner. <laughs> antique store owner? Yeah, yeah. antique store owner. <laughs> you do have a, an antique store owner vibe. 100%. Or weird community college art professor. I've gotten that before. Even though I'm not an artiste, I appreciate it. I appreciate the art. We should go into business together. Oh. We should buy that building that I've had my eye on in Long Beach. Okay. And uh, turn it into a record shop. Okay. And then uh, we can take half the space and turn it into an antique store. Okay. Well, here's the thing. And I we need go to a, work together. I need day. a school. Mm-hmm. I need to school myself in antiques. Yeah. Here, can I tell you something about antique stores? Not right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a no? <laughs> no. Just a no? No. No, right, of course. What's on your mind about antique stores? Okay. Every time I go into an antique store, it smells of dirt. Mm-hmm. Well, it's old stuff. Okay, but there's a way it to smells, clean this, it right? like an attic. Yeah. We need some nice, fresh-smelling, clean antique stores. And that maybe that's my mission in life. I think that's a paradox. No, you can clean the antiques. You have to know how to do it. Uh, yeah, but can you ever get that... <laughs> 
you know, old musty smell out of it. Do you want the old musty smell? I mean, I, I some think that's people... part of the appeal. I think it's like, no. hey, look, this stuff's authentic. It smells like it's a hundred years old. No way, dude. No one likes the smell of antiques. I'm not saying people like the smell. I think it's part of the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Auth- 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 <clears throat> authentication process. Authenticity. Like, do you know what I mean, though? Like, if, yeah. you, if you had a lamp, if you had two lamps, right, and you're doing some sort of Price is Right experiment. Okay. And they're like, one of these lamps is 85 years old, and one of these was bought at Target yesterday. Okay. And they look similar. Sure. I think then you just go to the smell. Which one smells like an old closet? Okay. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you, boo. After spending a lot of time with 79 to 82-year-olds. Uh-huh. There is a smash hit show entitled Antique Roadshow. Yeah. Now, you don't see the people trying to get these antiques sold, bringing up a dusty, old, disgusting thing. It looks shiny. It looks nice. Okay? So they're at the pinnacle of antique, you know, whatever you said. And so I'm just taking advice from the, from the experts. I bet if you looked at their blooper reel... <laughs> The stuff that didn't make the final cut. There's a lot of shots of these these uh, antique folks uh, sniffing stuff. You know. You know. I think we're just gonna agree to disagree on this. You okay. know. I'm not gonna. I'm open minded uh-huh. to what you're saying, but I think I have to do some research. Okay. Listen. Yeah. Do you like the smell of your old records? Do you? Like, I do. So you like I, the smell I of? I absolutely do. Really. Yeah. yeah. That's part of what I like. I never really thought about this too much, but that's part of what I like about record collecting. Because in a way, I'm collecting antiques. That's true. Like you I've are. got I've got several records that are forty, fifty, sixty years old, and it's I don't know, like timeless. Time. I, I like that this piece of cardboard and this piece of vinyl is fifty years old. Okay, I respect that, uh-huh. and and that smell comes with it. You know. Maybe I'll do half and half. Like, half the antiques will be sanitized. And you know what? Also cleansed. Let's go there. A uh-huh. lot of bad energy in, in antiques. True. You can just walk oh, into some antique stores and be like, dear God, who owned this? A mm-hmm. murderer? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Then I'm bringing that energy into my house. No thanks. Billy Bob Thornton hates buying antiques. He only buys new furniture. Mm-hmm. So. An- an- antique furniture and midgets. <laughs> I know you're not supposed to say that word, but I'm quoting Sling Blade. Oh. Oh, Dwight Yoakam playing Doyle Hargraves. What a great Southern name. I play, I play cards with J.D. Shellnut, chief of police, so kiss my ass, you old bastard. That's a great good scene. Good job, boo. That's a good scene. Good. You know, in that scene, uh, part of his band, two members of his band were, or at least two, I think more than, yeah, actually, the drummer... The guy with the beard, the big burly guy with the beard, uh, I think he was in Bob Dylan's band for a little while, I think. And then Colonel Bruce Hampton, the guy who wrote the song about the guy in the car in the trunk. Uh, Anyway, he was a great musician. He was, I think, from the Atlanta area. He died on stage. That's kind of beautiful. Died slash on stage. Real scary. And then the guy in the wheelchair was a great musician who was really in a wheelchair from Aww. Athens, Georgia. A guy named Vic Chestnut, and he unfortunately passed away on uh, stage too. No. Is that a group suicide situation no. that they all just dropped? Dead? But a lot of, <laughs> lot of real musicians in uh, Doyle Hargraves' uh, porch band. 
That's from Sling Blade. From Sling Blade. From yeah, Sling Blade. Is that one of your top five movies? No, I really like that movie. It's not in my top five or even ten because it is depressing. Like, yeah, I love the movie. Dark. I love the scenery. I love all the southern, every, just all, just everything about it. But it is, it's not a, it's not something I want to watch a lot because it's so, so bleak. Yeah, bleak. I, I feel the same. Like, Ozark is pretty bleak. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's a, an amazing show, which you have been binging yeah. like a champion. We'll talk I'm proud about of that you. later. But it, it's, it's a bleak show. For some reason, it kind of puts me down. Really? I get a little down huh. when I watch it. Perhaps it's because I've worked with the Mexican drug cartel before. That's true. <laughs> Bad memories. It's, it's a little close to home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How's Charlie Boy doing today? Well, he's doing okay. Um, I'm okay. There was an issue. Oh, yeah? Ah, He's sitting right here with us. He's sitting right here. and I'm on TV. Listen, Charlie, this this has nothing to do with who you are. We love you. Okay. But Charlie went to a new vet, Uh and we got an exam summary report. How did I do? And, uh, you know, Char, you did okay. I'm not going to lie to you. You don't have worms, so yay. Do you want the bad news or good news first? Uh, let's do the good news first. Okay, great. So no worms. Uh huh. That's good. Way to go, Charlie. His fecal float apparently is good. Fecal float. That's the world's worst dessert. (laughs) We have fecal float. Uh, don't ask what's in it. What could that possibly? I mean, Um, I guess I could. Fecal float. Do you think they test the buoyancy of his duke? Dude, I. I know that they do fecal tests, and I've had to do that before where you take a piece of his poop and you put it in a little jar and you send it in. But they did that there, so I was very proud. I don't like the word fecal. Well, who does? That's a terrible word. Fecal. Nothing good comes from that. No, I don't think so. Like, yeah. Fecal. Ugh. (laughs) So he did great. Something about deworming, parental. So these are all the good stuff. Uh, he did great. Okay. Charlie, unfortunately, uh, it says in the notes, is a little overweight. What? Reduce food by 20%. 20%? Charlie's a little overweight. Uh, he's a little he's overweight. A little football. And, uh, you know, he he was very itchy when he went. Uh, and he's, he's got the the figure of a lava lamp. He really does. He changes shapes. Yeah. He has a lot of shapes. He's morphous. <laughs> and we love Charlie. We love him, Thank right? You. But uh, you know his body condition score seven out of nine. Not bad. That's a solid B. They actually wrote on there he's a little overweight. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Charlie is a little overweight. We finally have a. Uh, an unbiased third party's opinion. Yeah. I mean, I just kept saying, like, he's a growing puppy, which it has been two years or more. Yeah, he's a little over two years old. But isn't that puppy still? No, I, I guess that's... I think so. Well, I don't know. When, that's a great question. When is a dog no longer a puppy? Well, he's so cute. Anyway. Does it matter how cute they are? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it varies depending on the cuteness. <laughs> yeah, he's... Okay, so he's overweight, guys. And... And by, like, three pounds, he's 15 pounds, and he should be 10 to 12. Oh, he's, he should be 10 to 12? <laughs> yeah. Well, on the low end, then, he's 50% <laughs> overweight. <laughs> well, he doesn't like walking. 
you know, he's more of a man of luxury. Mm-hmm. He he's leisure. Yeah. He's a Charlie likes leisure. He is a spoiled little fella. <laughs> no. He is getting heavier though. Like the Bjorn thing I have. Yeah. It barely a... fits him and that's an extra large. Yeah. I tried to get him a medium shirt. That was a joke. I mean, he just was coming out. It wasn't great, guys. It was not great. Ten pounds of potatoes and a five-pound sack. Uh, And now we're fat-shaming him, and Mm -hmm. he can feel it. So, you know what? We're going to get Charlie on a diet, mm -hmm. and... It's just hard to measure food. I don't know. I well, don't it's, want it's it. not. There's there's <laughs> instruments that'll do that for you. Little cups. Yeah. I think our problem is we've just never taken the effort to measure his food. I think if a dog is hungry, uh-huh. might as well just give him some food. Oh, and apparently bones are like you're supposed to never give them bones. Really? Yeah. The vet said no. Like they're all fattening and bad for you. Oh. It's like candy bars for humans. Well, that's the problem. Because he, he as much meat, <laughs> as much bone-in meat as we eat, he gets he gets two or three bones a week, doesn't he? He does. He gets, well, sometimes more. He, yeah. Well, he begs. Yeah. And he looks so cute. <sighs> we got a fat kid. We do. Listen, we got to get him on. <laughs> Just like my dad. Oh, no. Right, thanks, Charlie. Maybe he can do some squats yeah. or some <laughs> cardio. I'll get him in there with the weights with me. Well, he doesn't really like going out or... Didn't you take him to the dog beach and he was just yeah. not having it? He was just a hard pass. <laughs> no thanks. He just stood there. It's like, nope. That's what he does, though. Like, when I leave, like, when you're at work, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes I'll leave. I'll go to the record store, go wherever, and... He's just, you could tell he's just like, please don't leave. Or I can't tell if it's please don't leave or please take me with you. But one or the other. Uh, yeah. He's very like, no, 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 not without me, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, okay. And then I take him, and 90% of the time I take him on, you know, little errands or whatever. He's just in the passenger seat miserable. He's yeah. like, this is awful. Yeah, he doesn't care for but, it. So he doesn't want to go, but he doesn't want to stay here alone. Yeah. And he's just so full of anxiety. Yeah. I mean, he's already gray. Maybe we're just really bad pet owners. That might be it. <laughs> Maybe we suck. <laughs> Speaking of sucking. What? Uh, oh. So I gotta, I gotta, I haven't really confronted you with this yet, but something happened to his leash. Is this out of, out of love or is this out of hurt? This is out of us doing better. Oh boy. So, I guess you misplaced his leash for about a week. Yeah. I. And for the last <laughs> week, his leash has been the strap to your duffel bag. Okay. I think you're just. Okay. Here's and the I thing. look like a real idiot walking him around. It's, there's nothing leash about it other than okay. it's the same length, I guess. But imagine. <laughs> A duffel bag that has a shoulder strap. A big duffel bag. It's not just a little, it's not like a purse. It's like a thick, thick belt. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of like a, kind of like a belt. Yeah. It's a huge belt. It's red. So it's fun. But it's also not leash shaped. You know what I mean? Like, sure. A leash should be more like a circular rope type thing. This is a flat belt. Well, here's the thing. I feel like this is where we differ Mm -hmm. because I thought, hey, why not try something innovative and different? Uh-huh. I'm not going to just go buy a willy-nilly leash yeah. somewhere. What if I find the leash? So let's take what we have. Yeah. Hey, here's a thing. And it has silver clips. And the clip doesn't work. <laughs> yes, it does. It, it's not, It's too small to go through the little holes on his harness. So I put a, a chip clip or no, I put, <laughs> what are those? Uh, 
We look like such idiots. Like, we can't even spring for a leash. Listen, I wanted to get a rainbow pride leash, mm-hmm. but it had gold tassels, and I felt like that was too far. So it's too far for Charlie. Yeah, too far for Charlie. Well, I felt like you would be annoyed by that. No. Why, but, why would I? I like tassels. But I mean, it looked like a little too frou frou. I just feel like I, I got some looks from the neighbors of like, <laughs> what well, happened? You, to you can't even get your dog a leash, sir. See, like, no. I felt like it was more sturdy and it was helpful and fun. Mm-hmm. And I felt like he was more snug. Mm-hmm. He was snug near me. Yeah. Um, it wasn't the best I've ever done. I'm not going to say it was the best. I'm not going to say it was the worst. Mm. I'm going to say it was middle. Next thing you know, you'll be making his harness out of a Ralph sack. Not bad idea. Mm-hmm. Waterproof. Yeah. And those are some sturdy bags. <laughs> Little Charlie. I look like an idiot. <laughs> I'm already overweight. <laughs> now I got a stupid leash. Speaking of Charlie. Oh. Um, I think we've mentioned before, we have a neighbor who's also named Charlie. Oh, he's and he's just a fascinating individual. Yeah. And I, I told uh, his girlfriend when I met them, I was like, uh, hey, our dog's named Charlie, too. So if you ever hear us baby talking, Charlie, <laughs> understand that we're talking to our dog and not your boyfriend. Uh, anyway, they seem like nice folks. They sure. live next door. Um, I've, I've met this Charlie a few times. He's from Michigan, which is always a plus. Uh, I don't know what it is. I've never met anyone from Michigan that I did not like. What's all those lakes? Michigan, good folks up there. They like to go to the lake. Until you get into politics too much. But anyway, okay. uh, on the surface, uh, everybody I've ever met from Michigan, uh, very agreeable, very nice. And, th- and this guy's a very nice guy. Um, the only thing is, they've lived here... Six or eight months. Been a, been a while. Yeah, it's been, been a, a chunk. while now. It's been a chunk of time. And uh, the way we do it here, I've mentioned before, we live in a quadplex, a building with four apartments. And uh, in the back of the property, we have four garbage cans, each with our address on them. The, you know, the numbers like, right. you know, apartment one, apartment two, apartment three, apartment four. And then we got two uh, community recycling, recycling bins. Anyway, so, and we all kind of, there's no official schedule or pattern it's just hey you know whoever's around on thursday evening you know you know be a good neighbor and take the trash cans down and then friday Which you usually do. i usually do that and yeah. then uh we have another neighbor ron who does that a lot too so ron and i usually do the bulk of the uh taking down the trash cans and taking them back up on friday morning um but it was kind of self-explanatory because right right in big 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 numbers on each trash can is yeah. is the apartment number yeah and uh, usually we we line them up according chronologically, you know, like the number one, number two, number three, number four. And uh, but every time Charlie takes the cans back, like he'll pitch in sometimes when he's home. But I've noticed every time on Friday morning after the trash is picked up, when he drags the trash cans back, he he messes up the order. There is no order. It's three and one and four and two. Like he just kind of throws them back. He there. just throws them back there. I mean, Willy th- they're all lined up. Like right. the, the, they're lined up perfectly, but not in order. And uh, and it's pretty self-explanatory because, like I said, big white paint. You know the numbers right written right on there, and every time he brings them up, they're all scattered. 
And he seems like an uh, intelligent, normal of normal intelligence. He does. He reads. He runs. Do he's you, a, you know, he's a person. Do you think he's dyslexic when it comes to trash cans? I don't think he's a detailed person. Because, I don't know how you could skip that detail because it's so obvious. Well, here's the thing. I Of what I remember, uh, sure, that's right English, uh, the trash cans, where it's written, some of it is a little, like, you can't really see. Like, it's not bright, bright, here are the letters. It's fairly, it's fairly bright. And there's it's one that's like, obvious. it's not, they're not all uniform. They're not all, so it's in different places. There's one on top of the trash can. There's one. So I see his point of like, oh, these are all communal. So what's the you, point? You think that's what it is? You think, because the two recycling bins are communal, obviously, because there's just two of those in four apartments. Do you think he thinks that the trash cans are communal? Because then Maybe. I wonder if you were to say, hey, Charlie, uh, what do you think those numbers mean? I wonder what his answer would be. I don't, I don't know. Say, I feel like that's a mean way of saying it, though. Well, no, I'm just saying, regardless of, I don't think that's a mean way. But, like, without being, I mean, for the sake of the, the hypothetical, don't worry about, you know, tone or being condescending. But if you were like, hey, what, what do you think those numbers mean? I don't think he thinks thinks of it, I, I honestly think it's just put the four trash cans it's huh. for all four units in the back. I don't think it's... Because no one really in this building, you don't really get rules. Mm-hmm. There's no rules. You need yeah. a landlord to, to, to map up some rules, I know okay? where you're going with this. And you know what? Let's go ahead and d- dive into this, because this has been bothering you, too. You want to explain? Okay, well, first of all, we all know uh, I'm not great with neighbors, okay? Why is that? Well, we've, we've gone into this before. You're so friendly, though. I don't. I've never grew up with neighbors because I lived on a hill. Mm-hmm. I feel like your home is like your escape. You don't have to try. Then we got these people that are around, and, and I don't want to, you know, it's the small talk. and. Well, it's, it, <sighs> just adhere to my theory. Small talk or emergencies, nothing in between. Yeah, but you're like pleasant. We can like, talk about the weather or we can put the fire out on your apartment, but, but nothing in between. Okay. But what if your neighbors don't like you? Okay. What if they cross the street when they see you and or go inside when you pull up in your car? Blessing in disguise. Okay. That's one, true. One less person you got to deal with. That's true. So we've got another set of neighbors mm. who, for whatever reason, you think don't like you. They 100% and I mm-hmm. feel like you've seen it as well. I think I think it's more... I think it's a them problem, not a you problem. Okay, they used to like me, though. Mm-hmm. They used to say hi and be, like, manic and, like, you know, mm-hmm. nice. And now, all of a sudden, just not an enchilada. Yeah. It is like trying to squeeze juice out of a... There we go. <laughs> I was about to say grape, uh-huh. but then I realized grape juice. Yeah, you, that happens. <laughs> not that hard. But they... Blood from a stone. Oh, there we go. Mm-hmm. Good so, job, boo. Yeah. That's smart. Okay. Because there's no blood in the stone. That'd be really hard to <clears throat> do that. Yeah. Anyway, you think they don't like you. They don't. Good. One less, two less people you got to worry with. Well, here's the thing. I was their dog walker uh-huh. for about two weeks. And they approached you. They approached You didn't put me. a flyer on their door nope. that said Katie's dog walking service. They just. They approached yes. you as a favor. And they were like, oh, 15 bucks. A, a walk, an mm-hmm. hour walk, which apparently See, is right there. Low. You should have. Who in the holy hell walks their dog for an hour? That's at insane. One time, 
and I know they don't. Yeah. So that that's odd. That, so they, they, they said, hey, we want you to walk her for an hour? Yeah, they said hour. They said hour. So, listen, well, I'm not going to lie to you. It's more than 15 bucks, lady. I, I would do half hour. I would, I would try 45 minutes, but the poor dog's, like, tired. That's, yeah, that's insane. Yeah. So perhaps that was it. Perhaps it was when. So you think they were timing you somehow? 100%. I think they had, I, well, like, a nanny cam, and I they saw they that do. you came and went within an hour? Yeah. Huh. So maybe that was it, but then they just kind of stopped using me. Which, again, was fine. And then, like, a month later, I saw them, and they go, Hey, do you know anybody who walks dogs? And I started to say, Other than Katie, whom you approached? <laughs> yeah. Like, why would you ask me that? Listen, I'm not the greatest dog walker. No. I get it. It's fine. But also, you didn't... Okay, let's say they, are, they were displeased with your services. Again, this, they initiated all this. It's not like you said, "Hey, I'm starting a new business. I'd love your I'd love your support." And there was just a lot of they would throw money through our mailbox and then want change. It was just very, I don't know, kind of messy and weird. So anyway, so they're 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 an odd couple. Yes. I don't know what's going on with them, but they. Speaking of Ozark, they got a bit of a running from the law slash running from the cartel vibe. 100%. They look like maybe just, and I'm not judging per se, like not judging their physical appearance or anything, but their overall vibe kind of feels like maybe they've appeared on a wanted poster a time or two. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. So I'm, you know, fine. Hate me. Hate me or love me, that's fine. I'm trying to learn to not care. But now... Things are getting real weird mm-hmm. because on top of the community garages. Yeah. Uh, not, no, not community garages. They're not community garages. Oh, you're right. Well. There's two garages back there. In our, in our back area. Yeah, four apartments, two garages. One is rented by one neighbor, and the other is rented by somebody who does not live here on the property. Very weird. So, anyway. And, Very and, weird. And they don't, the people we're talking about don't own one of the garages. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. They don't own one of the garages, so. But. (laughs) They have decided to make their own little backyard on top of these garages. They're they're crafting a a rooftop patio slash garden, if you will. Listen. On top of the garage. It would be a great idea if the whole building was involved. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, we're working on this project. You're more than welcome to go up there if you want to start a little garden or whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, I wouldn't, but I'd like the offer. Mm -hmm. Sure. But it's, it's very... They just go back and forth a lot on the weekends. They're loud. There's muddy water everywhere from... They've commandeered the common area. Yes. And it's not even really a common area, per se. It's the top of a roof that doesn't really have any access to it. Well, and I don't think there's a... Like, I don't know anything about construction or whatever, but this building is super old. Yeah, it's about 100 years old. And... I bet the garages are too. Mm-hmm. So I don't see this going well. Yeah. I don't think they're weighing things and thinking, oh, maybe this will. <laughs> yeah, they're doing like legitimate construction up there. Yeah. He's he's building like a kind of a fire pit out of like paver stones. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't know. I, I, I'm, it's obviously not a fire pit, you know, since on the roof of a garage, but... But they've got, mm-hmm. like, paver stones up there where they're, like, constructing little structures and little pyramids of bricks and shit. Here's the thing also. They have 
a balcony. Yeah, they ha- already have they a balcony. They have a balcony. Yeah, just hang out on your cool balcony. Yeah. You don't have to we hang don't have out a balcony. on the stoop yeah. in front of us. Yeah, they also hang out on the stoop all the time. Yeah, and they're and they're loud. They're very they're very manic mm-hmm. and they'll they'll knock on the door and 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 just be miserable. They're very mm-hmm. sad. I, I feel like they're very sad. They they've got kind of sad energy. Which again is fine. Mm-hmm. If I need to apologize for walking their dog not as long as I said I would, then yeah, I'll do that. But just talk to me. Yeah. But I... Ugh. You should have nipped that in the bud at the beginning. Like, when they yeah. said an hour, you should have said, are you kidding me? Like, no, I'm not going to walk your dog for an hour. I've yeah. got stuff to do. You came to me. Yeah. yeah. Now, if you want to pay me 50 bucks a pop, I'll, I'll, I'll do it for an hour, but not for 15. It's just, I don't know. And I would go in there and get their dog. So I know they're watching me on nanny cams or mm-hmm. whatever, but their house was just very, like, signs that are like, Hope is on the way, or never look back. Oh, uh, those a affirmations. Lot of the, <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> you are loved. A lot of that kind of stuff. Kiss the cook. And a lot of oversized furniture, which is fine, whatever. I'm not trying to judge their decor style, but it was all just kind of m- mishmashed, mm-hmm. and it just felt kind of dark. Mm-hmm. So maybe I took too long looking around. Maybe that was it. Maybe I was looking at the signs in awe. I didn't take pictures or anything. You didn't snoop. You didn't open drawers. You're just looking at their signs. I didn't open drawers. Uh-huh. I didn't. I actually, okay, I do remember. Uh-oh. Oh, no. What, what happened? I wanted to see the layout of the apartment. Uh-huh. So I might have just poked my head in their bedroom. No big deal, though. Uh-huh. That's not a big deal. Was the door open? Yes. Okay. You didn't open any doors. You didn't open any drawers. No. It sounds like the beginning of a bad song. <laughs> and again, that was cluttered. So I, I see why they are expanding outside. Mm-hmm. They're like, we have so much crap. This is freaking us out. Let's go outside. Mm-hmm. But check out a porch. You didn't really okay it with us. Look, if they were nice to me, I'd probably not even care because mm-hmm. I'm that kind of person and I'm working on that. But there's a scarecrow that scares yeah, the that fuck out of me every time I go there's outside. There's a scarecrow up there. He's always got the hose up there and oh. water's trickling off the roof down to the ground below. Yeah. And he's always planting stuff and watering stuff. And there's bricks and paver stones and lawn chairs and scarecrows. It's a hole to do. But it doesn't look like a pretty garden. You know, there's another neighbor that lives behind us who has this beautiful awning, all these potted plants that are just gorgeous. You could tell there's like love Mm -hmm. in that space. This is just disheveled old, you know, tables with like potted plants. and. This looks like if you let a first grade class have an (laughs) agricultural project. Yeah. We're going to build a garden. Well, and I get, listen, I get having a common interest with your partner, like, this is our thing, yay, but this is everybody's property, so I don't know. Well, it's odd in that we call it common area, but like I said before, it's not really even a common area, it's the roof of a garage that they don't rent. Right. They don't at all. Yeah. And I am positive that they don't break down boxes. Oh, I am oh, don't positive. Get me don't get me started. Yesterday, I had to break down somebody else's boxes. There's two signs of an asshole. Well, there's a lot more signs, <laughs> but two signs in this neighborhood of an asshole. People, yesterday, somebody just dropped a box the size of a microwave in the recycling bin without breaking, like just plop, there you go, unbroken down. Here's a giant cube 
taking up half the cubic space in this bin. Like, uh, okay. Yeah. Could you imagine just, there you go, done. Yeah. You know? No. Okay. The other thing that's going on in this fucking neighborhood. Oh, boy. What's today's date? It's the 17th. Today's date is the 16th. Right. 16th. So we're, we're a little more than two weeks away from 4th of July. <laughs> All right? We're half a month away. Yeah. People shooting off fireworks at 1 a.m. Yeah. What kind of... I, okay. What kind... I have, a, th- I have a theory. <laughs> oh, I'm so afraid. That the louder you are, the dumber you are. Yeah. I think dumb people make a lot of noise. Okay. I get that, yeah. 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 Dumb people make a lot of noise. That's true. One way or the other. They want to talk. Yeah. They you wanna, ever see yeah. somebody cruising through the Walmart parking lot blasting their car stereo? Yes. It's it's always something terrible. It's never Dylan. You know, you never hear anybody <laughs> blasting Johnny Cash. Well, it's, it's always, dance music it's, and they're excited. What kind of a stupid <laughs> asshole <laughs> says, hey, <laughs> early June, <laughs> 1 a.m.? I got some fireworks. I like to hear the thing go bang. Yeah. I want to make a banging noise. Yeah. And hey, okay, I get that. I was once a, a, a dumb little boy. If it's a dumb little boy shooting that off, maybe maybe I'll look the other way. I get the appeal. If you're if you're emotionally, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. I get the appeal of fireworks. Well, yeah, they're fun. They're colorful. They're loud. It's great. On the 4th of July, go yeah. nuts. <laughs> when the Braves win a walk-off, go ahead. You know, the stadium can shoot those fireworks off. I love that. Yeah. But could you imagine being like, it's, it's two weeks before I'm supposed to do this. It's also 1 a.m. I'm going to go every night. Every fucking night for the last two weeks, someone in this neighborhood, multiple people, I'm assuming, because I, I kind of hear them from different directions. I'm just, what kind of human being does that? Now, here's my point. If you just, if you just can't wait, you're just so excited. I got me some dirt daubers and frog butts and bottle rockets. Okay, shoot one or two off 5 p.m. Yeah. You know, there's a noise. Okay, whatever. One, one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, every night this week. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of a stupid asshole is like, I'm going to do this? It's not like those baby ones. And it's not like we live out in the country. (laughs) It's not like they got 10 acres of land. (laughs) This is a densely populated area. It is. Like, just in, like, there's, in the 10 acres of this block, there's got to be 50 apartments at least. Like, this is a densely populated area and at one in the morning i'm gonna go shoot off some fireworks because i'm a stupid asshole well i think there might be other things involved for example it's summer the youths are out you know they're 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 you think partying. it's doing it oh 100 they're partying in the in the wee hours you know they're excited it's summer school's out like i said and they're just and they're just having the time of their lives for some reason, I just feel like it's adults. I just feel like it's just some dumb asshole who's like, this is what I'm going to do. Well, You think it's teenagers? I do. I think, or like 20-somethings, early 20s. They're all out. They're, they're probably drunk. I'm just going to say it. And they're like, let's, let's light some fireworks. Hmm. That is a drunk idea at 1 a.m. Yeah. 
That is. That's not a, I'm going to ruin the neighborhood. That's a, let's do something fun together and bond. But I think you should find out which particular house. I think you should get on Footboo. I'm going to go. I'm going to do some recon. <laughs> I think you should. What a, And what a weird <laughs> confrontation that would be. Hey, what are you, don't make any noise. Stop it. I don't know why that bothers me. Well, okay, I for some reason I never thought about it being kids. Really? Well, I've just seen enough stu- stupid idiots in this neighborhood. That next door app is just riddled with <laughs> poor adult behavior. <laughs> it's true. There's a video last month. <laughs> it's uh, true. Everybody's a lot of people have these door doorbell cams now. Mm-hmm. You know where you can see to catch porch pirates. All the next door app around here is this porch pirates and stuff like that. There was a video the other day of like a guy my age, normal looking dude, forty years old, walking his dog, bag of shit in his hand, threw it at a just threw it on a stranger's porch. Yeah, that's where that goes. Dear God. Thank you, neighbor. Hang on to that. Did you say anything? No, it was on the video. On the oh, app. I'm sorry, it was on the video yeah. of the. Oh, app. The, the irony though is I saw that same guy on the same walk. I saw the guy. That day, didn't think anything of it. I just remembered the dog. He had like a golden retriever. Yeah. He was a white dude with a shaved head. And I, I just remember seeing them. And then like I come back from walking Charlie, and then like mm. 20 minutes later, a little notification on the next door app, you know, can't believe somebody threw dog crap on my porch. And I look at the video, it's that guy. I'm like, oh, damn it. I, what I, is the reason? Yeah. There's not a reason. Maybe he knew the person. That um, that could be, yeah. I told this to Kyle, and he's Kyle's a big proponent of like, well, we don't know the whole story. Yeah, you know, benefit may, of the doubt. Yeah, we have may, to get people that. Maybe he's retaliating sure. or responding sure. to something that person did, and possibly so. But still, just oh um, yeah, I don't know why I never thought it was kids. Oh, but, I hundred percent think it's kids. But every night, fire kids. I mean, hello, boo. Kids and fire goes hand in hand. You should know. <laughs> I guess the kind of people that would buy fireworks, you can't expect them to have the discipline to wait till the 4th of July to set them off, though. Here's the thing. I buy fireworks, and I'm proud of it, okay? When's the last firework you buy? I've never I, seen you buy fireworks. Uh, can you even buy fireworks in California? You can. There are these weird, like, it's almost like pop-up shops mm-hmm. where it's like fireworks. Okay. So there's certain areas certain cities, if you will, that you can go and purchase them. Hmm. And it's fun. In Georgia, growing up, they were illegal. I don't know how it is now, but you had to either go to Alabama or Tennessee to get them. Oh, that's great. And there was this place in Tennessee, kind of, uh, I think it's just north of Chattanooga, and it was right, had a huge building right off uh, 75 North. I think it was 75 North. Anyway, and they were open year-round. And I always think, like, how, how's the fireworks business in March that's a good point. What are they doing? Perhaps weddings. Weddings have fireworks. Really? Right? Yeah. At the end of weddings, people. Are we going to have fireworks? Up. I would love fireworks. I would love fun fireworks in a celebration that everybody's excited for. But you know what? I could hope in one hand and shit in the other, and I could see which comes first. See which fills <laughs> up first. There it is. <laughs> kind of. You know. Well, I just had to get that off my chest. Well, I get it, Boo. I have a little bit of a annoyance myself. What's wrong? What's 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 grinding your gears? What's boo, burning your taters, Boo? Let me tell you. I've been hearing the phrase "no worries" a lot. You don't like no worries. I hate no worries. I hate it. I use it a lot. You do. I feel like it's a pretty casual thing. I feel like it's a passive aggressive dig. 
where you're saying no worries, but what you really want to say is like, fuck, that sucks. Okay, what a dick. So, and you're, you're bringing in worries, okay? You're bringing in the word worry. I wasn't worried. Did I say I was worried? Nope, didn't say I was worried. I don't mind no problem, okay? I don't mind no problem because that what? is more solution-oriented. Okay, no problem. I know that they're working on a solution. No worries is, is sort of just, it's just, you're infecting my mind with the word worries. I wasn't, should I be? Should I be? I think no problem is worse. You're out of ranch worse. dressing? Should I be worried? No. No, wor- no problem is worse. No I tell you what, I'd rather have a worry than a problem. No. A problem is a more severe worry. A problem, a problem has is a solution. worry that's gone that's gotten worse. I I disagree. You'd rather have a problem than a worry? Yes, because I'm a problem solver. There's a solution to problems. Mm-hmm. What is the opposite of worry? What what would you say instead of no worries? I mean, I think that's the issue. I I don't know. I say no worries. I feel like sometimes I feel goofy saying no worries because I think it's too passive, too hippy-dippy. Like, hey, man, no worries. Well, it comes out of nowhere, too. You'll be texting with a friend, and then they'll, they'll say, oh, like, I, I can't make it today. I'm sorry. No worries. And I just find it like, ugh. Then what, what should that person text? Here's the thing. Hey, I, Katie, I, did some- uh, I can't make it today. <laughs> sorry. And then your response is? Okay, my response is, it's nothing. It's nothing? (laughs) Or, I understand. Okay, I understand, Um, maybe. So, let me just tell you, the opposite of worry, there isn't. Okay. Is there really not? There isn't. Did you Google that? I did, but I only was on one page. Listen, I got ADHD and then I went to Dr. Pimple Popper. But so the opposite of worry is uh, there wasn't much, but they had like a subsection Mm -hmm. where it was joy, calm, pleasure, mindfulness. So when you say no worries, you're putting worry into my head. And that is the opposite of joy, calm, pleasure, Mindfulness. Hey, Dave, I can't make it to the Indian buffet today. Calm. <laughs> Calm, dude. What about sure thing? Sure, sure thing. thing. That, that doesn't, it sure doesn't make sense in the context. Thing. Hey, I can't make it to the Indian buffet today. Sure thing. Sure thing. That's like how Charlie would text. <laughs> I can't make it to the Indian buffet today. Thank you. I agree with you that the problem is a hard one, too, but I feel like the no problem is at least somebody's listening and being like, okay, no problem. Like, I'll figure it out. No worries is just kind of passive. Like, no worries. See, I feel like no worries is benevolent. Like, hey, I'm, I'm letting you know if you have any worries or any concern about not coming to the Indian buffet today, don't. There are none. No worries, man. But we'll I do didn't it tomorrow. have any. You're saying I do have worries, so don't worry. Maybe, maybe they're saying no worries on my end. I'm not worried about it. Hey, you can't make it to lunch? I'm not worried about it. No worries. Right. That not, that's not necessarily telling you, hey, you shouldn't have any worries about it. And you're like, well, I didn't. You get, I think you're a little defensive about the no worries. I do. That's completely correct. I find it... Like you're talking down to somebody. You, th- you find it condescending? I do. I find it just, and it's often. 
I hear it all the time. No worries at Target. Or, you know, excuse me, no worries. Like, I wasn't worried. I was just being polite. Hmm. But if you say no problem, for some reason that calms me down. I think that's worse. Because then you're like, well, who said there was a problem, asshole? Yeah. But worry is so much more... I still think I'd rather have a worry than a problem. Well, what's the opposite of problem? The opposite of problem? Um, benefit? Hey, guess what? That's correct. Also, solution. Solution. Clarification. Mm-hmm. Answer. Now, these are all positive things, right? So instead of saying no problem, <laughs> I just say solution. <laughs> no, I actually have a teacher, myenglishteacher.com, uh-huh. okay? So instead of no problem, you're welcome. I can't make it to the Indian buffet today. You're welcome. Okay. Instead of don't mention it, of course. Now, see, don't mention it. Oh, yeah. Don't mention it is like now you're, now you're barking orders. Right. Don't mention it. Yeah. Well, don't tell me what to do. I see. Uh-huh. But of course. Yeah. It was nothing. The opposite of that is, oh, any time. Hmm. Oh, come on over any time. That's open and nice. No worries, you got it. I think you're trying to crack a hollow nut. Not at all. Hmm. Not at all, boo. I'm not at all trying to crack. So what would you like me to replace no worries with in in our relationship when we're texting or even speaking? When an opportunity arises for me to go, no worries... You can say, yes, mindfulness. <laughs> See, I just feel like no worries is, yes, is, is kind in that, like, hey, you know, don't worry about it. There's no, no concerns. Like, I feel like it's the, the one person okay. reassuring the other person that, hey, this is not a big thing. No worries. I think, if I may, mm-hmm. I think no problem is better, uh-huh. at least for my brain. Yeah. Or, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay calms me down. It's okay. It's all right. It's all right. It's okay. You're doing great. Don't cry. (laughs) This reminds me back when I used to wait tables uh, years ago at Longhorn Steakhouse in Canton, Georgia. Uh, My boss actually pulled me aside and said, hey, try not to say y'all. Oh, really? And I I took offense to that because, like, first of all, asshole, we're we're in the South. Second of all, I'm not giving a, a, a speech on television. <laughs> I literally, because I've come up to your table, I was like, hey, can I start y'all with something to drink? And he's like, don't, don't say y'all. I'm like, well, what am I supposed to say? You all? Can I get you all something to drink? I'm just using good word economy by saying y'all. And that's a southern thing because mm-hmm. it does sound warmer. Y'all sounds yeah, like yeah. Can I get y'all something to drink? It, yeah, it feels like oh, I'm in on it. I'm a y'all. What, cool. What what may cool. I get you all to drink? Well, okay. I I see where your point is mm-hmm. with no problem, but for some reason I don't know why worry is triggering me. Huh? Worry triggers me. How about we are happy? Or I'm happy to let you know. How about I'm glad? To inform you, mm-hmm. should you need further information or assistance... Now you're just turning into a customer service rep. <laughs> no. <laughs> These are the formal ways of offering help or giving information. Mm-hmm. Complaining. I regret. No regrets. 
What about no regrets? Now you're signing someone's what? yearbook. <laughs> we would like to apologize for any inconvenience. Please accept my apology. Mm-hmm. Or I could say apologies. 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 That's my apology. I apologize. It still doesn't make sense in that context. Hey, I can't make it to lunch today. My apologies. <laughs> I look- Wait, what? No, I'm the one who can't make it. I am sending you the brochure as an attachment. <laughs> there is, there has to be another way. And I'm going to find out, boo. Mm-hmm. Much like how I was on the search for a perfect shirt. Yeah. I will find this out. I will, I will crack this nut and it'll be full of nuts. Katie Stramberg, Grammar Police. <laughs> Which is hilarious because I really am not. I want to be more eloquent and, you know, what's the word? Um, <laughs> uh, uh, not innovative. Crap. Okay, eloquent. In Eloquent. El- eloquent, but there's another one. Um, you, uh, your language is good. What's the... <laughs> I wish I was. Uh, I, I I understand what you're saying. I wish I could speak better. I wish I had a better. Um, uh, I wish I had a better uh, um, uh, uh, what, uh, vocabulary. It's true. Good one, but no one ever laughed. I at that joke. D- I listen. I think it's funny. That was one of the first jokes I ever wrote, and it never got a laugh. I'd say, yeah, I'm not uh, not real good with words. I don't have a very good um, <laughs> um, 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 uh, vocabulary. Listen. It's the irony is that the word I couldn't think of is the definite. Well, I get nervous about how I handwrite. I look like I'm a six-year-old. My handwriting is that of a six-year-old serial killer. I've never really noticed your handwriting. Yeah, I'm going to show you. Let me see here. Here we go. It's not bad. That's not bad at all. I feel like it's learning disability writing. Now, here's the question. Um, Can you write in cursive? I cannot. I was really? taught cursive in third grade, and I I can hardly write my name in cursive. Oh, my gosh. I forget what, I, you know, some of the basic ones, yeah, I know what a D, and but then you got the two. You got the uppercase and lowercase, and, but it's like. That's true. Lowercase Z. What the fuck are you supposed to do with that? I can't remember how to yeah, do that a lowercase Z. Yeah, that Z is like a weird, it's almost like a backwards uh, seahorse mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah, Isn't r- it? Or no, seahorse. Listen, I think cursive writing is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Also, it's kind of neat because you could kind of fudge it. Like when you do your signature at the store, I'm yeah. always just like, no. Nah. Well, yeah, signature is a different thing. <laughs> but it, is, it goes faster. Like, I could get it done faster, and mm-hmm. they know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. They get the beginning. They kind of get the end. Middle yeah. is all mucky. <laughs> all right. Uh, Ooh, no, okay, no problem synonyms. Okay, are you ready? Mm-hmm. You're welcome. That's the formal use. Mm-hmm. Sure thing. We already went over that. It's all gravy. It's all gravy. There we go. It's all gravy. It's all good. It's is, all gravy. Now, now, you're, now it's slang. It's all right. Certainly. 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 <laughs> certainly is a fun word. That's fun. It's, it's certainly positive. you're happy. I'm really, it's all gravy or it's Start all right. about the Benjamins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will get to the bottom of this because I am of I think, the people. I think we're I at am. the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what about no probs? No probs. Oh, gross. No probs. No probs. Don't worry about it. How about it's fine? It's fine. I don't know why I'm repeating. 
I think there's a Tom Segura joke where he's he met somebody. Oh, I think it might have been the story about when he met Mike Tyson. But anyway, I can't remember if it was Mike Tyson's response or his response during an awkward conversation where he just go, "It's all love." <laughs> it's all love. <laughs> that is it's, amazing. It's all, it's all love. love. It's all love. <laughs> oh, it really is. Oh, boo boo. Yeah. Everything else good? Oh gosh, you know, life's a journey. Yeah. Sorry about my little meltdown. I've been having little meltdowns. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I'm getting. You're talking through about it. meltdown on this show or something that happened earlier in the week? Oh no, just how I've been crying a lot and stuff to you. <laughs> Sorry, oh, I, we didn't have to bring that up. But. <laughs> no, but I, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I realize mm-hmm. uh, sometimes my brain gets a dark cloud over it, mm-hmm. and it's hard to see through mm-hmm. the trees. Whatever. You can't see the forest for <laughs> the, the, the pine bark. <laughs> but yeah, I I I just uh I want to apologize cuz I feel like I've been a sad clown. Boo, you've been fine. Well, you've been great, Boo Boo. I mean, you know, we all deal with that sometimes. Listen, hello darkness, my old friend. <laughs> I get it. I get it, but I I'm working through it, guys. Uh, I'm writing my gratitude list every day. Now, what's that? So you have to say, I am grateful, and then write a list of at least 10 things that you're grateful for. Because if you do it for 30 days in a row, Oprah says that your brain chemistry changes, and so you're coming from more of a grateful heart. Well, that makes sense. It does make sense. I think that's a, an attribute that we should all try to remember to have is, is gratefulness. Yeah, you have a lot of gratefulness. You're a real positive Polly. Well, I just, I appreciate the good things in my life. Yeah. I appreciate what I have because it's, I don't know, it's just, that just comes with life experience. and It's true. And deprivation, you know, <laughs> and poverty. <laughs> it's very you know, true. When there are times in your life where you have nothing, it makes you appreciate the other times when you do have stuff. That's you know what? See, that's what I'm talking about, boo, and that's a big, big thing that I love about you. Yeah. You you say, hey, Katie, let's look at the positivity in every, this. Every time I, I take a shower mm-hmm. here, I, I always think of how fortunate I am to have a shower because oh. I used to shower with a bunch of old naked Russian guys. Oh, at LA Fitness mm-hmm. on Hollywood yeah. Boulevard. <laughs> just to go to a, just to clean myself, I had to had to negotiate a gauntlet of old Russian testicles. So, you know, every time now, I'm just thankful that there's no old gross men in my shower. Would you stare at them? Would I stare at them? Of course. Yeah, that's that's what I'm into. <laughs> no, but I think it's one of those things where you're like, oh, my God. Like, I can't stop staring at this. Oh, I can stop. Yeah. No, it's. Oh, maybe that's like was, the zip popping thing. Yeah, it was pretty easy. <laughs> into looking at guys' balls. <laughs> pretty easy to avert my gaze. That's yeah. true. Yeah. That's true. Huh. It's nice to use the restroom without having to hang my shorts on the hook of the stall door so that they don't get on the gross urine-filled tile below me. You know, I don't know why I'm going off this. Just yeah. It's the little Dark. things in life. I get it. It's the little things you have yeah. to be grateful for. I My question about the L.A. Fitness showers mm-hmm. Are there? Is there free body wash? Is yeah. there free shampoo and mm-hmm. conditioner? Oh yeah. Oh, that's kind of neat. Yeah. Have a little dispenser. They know, had that at Berries, yeah. and it was like luxury. Yeah. I don't know if I liked Berries or if I liked their showers, mm. but man, and that was tough because all the people there were like models mm-hmm. or actresses, and the agents were like, "Go to Berries, get thin." Mm-hmm. 
And they were beautiful. They were perfect ladies. And I would come out red, (laughs) my zits coming out of my face, (laughs) just like still breathing hard from the workout. It was tough. I used to get weird looks from the check-in counter at LA Fitness because many times you check in and to Mm -hmm. the right are the locker rooms and the bathrooms and to the left is all the workout equipment. Well, a lot of times I check in, immediately Mm -hmm. go to the right, and then 10 minutes later I would just exit. I would walk right back past the people at the front desk and not go to the workout. I would just exit the building. And I think eventually they were on to me. But it's like, hey, I pay my dues. Doesn't matter if I work out or not. I'm here to I'm here to take a shower and drop a deuce. And they don't know what you're going through mentally. What yeah. if What if you have a mental block mm-hmm. of the gym? You walk in, you get nervous. Mm-hmm. Gyms are scary to me. I get scared. Mm-hmm. Too much stuff. A lot, lot going on. A lot going on. I don't want to stand in line. My for favorite. A machine. My favorite thing at the gym was to uh, when I get on the treadmill and do my cardio and just uh, count how many dudes I would catch checking themselves out in the mirror. That was always fun. And then eventually I would like I would hold it and so I'd see them checking themselves out and then in the same mirror they would eventually see my reflection of looking at them. Hmm. And I would and I'd have this weird smile like, Hey, I caught you. Not that that's the worst. <laughs> what if they took it as this guy is not checking th- me out? No, but I, I would let them know, like, yeah, I saw what you did there, you vain goober. Not that that's the world's greatest sin, checking yourself out in the mirror, but boy. Hollywood or LA Fitness in Hollywood, that was like ground zero for vain douchebaggery. Oh, I, I, I'll so one up chodes, you with so many with chodes in that gym. Barry's boot camp. Yeah. Barry's boot camp. You go there and you feel like a real fat asshole. <laughs> yeah. You real fat, <laughs> stupid asshole. Uh, boo. Yes. We should land this. We're not going to get to calls today. Uh, uh, Jacob, we'll get to you next week. Stormy, we'll get to you next week. Thank Storm- you, Stormy. Stormy gave us some advice. Stormy's that is got lit. some good wedding advice. We'll get to that next week. Uh, right now, I want to talk about word of mouth. Okay. Uh, not a great word of mouth in that I'm sure most people, not most, but I, I'm sure a lot of people are either aware of the show or have already seen it. But like you mentioned earlier, I've been uh, re-watching Ozark. Which is a great Great oh watch. boy, uh, we we watched it all together um, a year or two ago. You know, we we followed it when it all came out, uh-huh. uh, but decided to sit down and rewatch the whole series uh, or the, the, up to this point the three seasons. I can't stress what an exciting show this is. I mean, it's so well written. It's so well acted. I don't know why I get sad when I watch it. If people have no idea what I'm talking about, uh, Jason Bateman, Laura Lenny, mm-hmm. both are incredible. Um, how, how what's what's the tagline? Uh, average American family gets caught up in money laundering for the Mexican cartel, and they go about solving the problem mm-hmm. by using their business, yeah, business and, and sense. intellectual sense. They mm-hmm. never get shaken. Yeah, like yes, Jason Bateman is just okay. Just, let me just figure out this. He's a problem solver. Yeah, and, yeah. and so is she. He's he's kind of the financial guy. He's he's the accountant that knows how to move the money around and all that. And then Laura Linney is just so good at like she's so smart and strong willed. She's more of the politician. Yeah, so she totally. she knows the strategy. Right, he knows the numbers, and it's just it's so good. But the one thing I noticed when I watched the show, and people who've seen the show might know what I'm talking about. It's insane. And I don't know if this is because we're coming out of COVID 
and like I didn't do anything for a year and a half but sit on the couch. It's insane how busy they are. Yes. If you watch, first of all, the yes. pacing of the show is great, you know, purposely for, for the viewing pleasure. Like the way it's paced is great, but also the pacing reveals just how chaotic and how busy their life. And I, what I mean is like, we've talked about this before, like, since COVID, if I do one errand, if I go out in the world and do one thing during the day, mm-hmm. that's like, oh, boy, I'm done. I go out, I go yes. to the grocery store and come back and I'm exhausted because yeah. I got out in the world. And I think some of that, like we've said before, has to do with like our parking situation. Yeah, there's, there's no parking. So, you have to get back by two. It's two just a three. pain in the ass around here just to leave the house. Very hard. But if you watch this show, not only are they busy, like it's their schedule, but just the amount of stuff they have to do uh, on a whim. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you know, because they're kind of working together, yep. husband and wife working together. But a lot of times they'll break off and he'll go handle this stuff today and she'll go handle that stuff today. But then so many times it'll be like 5 p.m. Yeah. And they finally cross paths. And then she's like, hey, put on a clean shirt. We got a business meeting at 6. Yeah. And he's like, Okay, or like, hey, I got to drive to Kansas City and back today, four hours each way. Uh, okay, I guess we better go do that. Yeah. Like the amount of tasks and chores and errands that they have to run, even if they were mundane. It would be if, a lot. It yeah. would be a lot. Add in the factor that most of what they're doing is illegal. Sure. Most of what they're doing is dangerous. Sure. Most of the people they're interacting with are criminals and sure. dangerous. Uh, they've got the Mexican cartel hanging over their head. Like... But, like, if they were just delivering flowers all day, their schedule is, makes me exhausted. But you add in the, yeah. the danger and the criminal element behind it. Like, it really is insane how much these characters are doing. I think it's interesting, too, because they don't stop. Mm-hmm. They don't stop, like you said, but it's on purpose. Because mm-hmm. if they did stop, they would have to reflect on, holy shit, we're working for the Mexican yeah. drug cartel. We're going to die. So it's almost survival mode, right? Yeah. I mean, I think it's just like, okay, let's keep busy. Let's keep busy. Before I don't want to think about this, yeah. and uh, and they no, love it. They yeah. love it. And no spoilers, but like uh, I'll give you this: like uh, it starts off in the first season. Um, I'm not going to tell you why or whatever, but mm-hmm. but Marty, Jason Bateman's character, he has to launder a bunch of money for the for the cartel. So the way he does that is he's what's called an angel investor. So he will go find these kind of struggling mom and pop businesses, and he will invest money and become a partner and figure out how to. A, upgrade the business, and B, figure out how to use launder money through it. But my point is there, in that first season, those first few episodes, they're just going out acquiring. They, they get like four or five businesses yeah. within a few weeks. They acquire businesses the way I, require, I acquire records. Like, oh, I went out and I got a new record today. I'm excited. They're like, hey, look, now we own a strip club. Uh, now we own a bar. Yeah. Now we're part owners in a funeral home. Yeah. Like, it's insane. Like, if you really think about that, like... The, I, I mean, I don't have the business sense, but just the fact that they're like, yeah, now we own this business. Now we own that. Like, that's so much work and detail <laughs> and chores and effort. Like, that's exhausting. It, it really, really is. is exhausting yeah. how, how much they do in that show. But the show's great. The characters are great. The, the two kids are great. I really like the son. The oh, son the is son great. The son is the best. The, it's a mini Jason Bateman. Yeah, that's why like, we love he's, him. He's so smart. He's like 13, 14. He's already figured out. 
how to create shell companies and, and offshore accounts. And the daughter's fine, although she looks kind of like a CGI. She kind of looks like... Uh, yeah. We, she looks computer generated. We can't tell if she's 30 or 14. Yeah, it's she's, hard. she's got that look where... Yeah, there's some, some people... And I find it more with women, but like, oh, I can't tell if she's, yeah, 17 or 33. Well, I look 17. You, yeah, exactly. Right. It's very confusing. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you haven't seen it, I can't recommend this show enough. If you have seen it, I recommend watching it again. It's just, it's so fast-paced. It's so intriguing. And just the acting. Ah. Like, ah. Well, and the new season is coming out. Yeah. Let's season, see when. Season four is coming out sometime. Sometime soon. But yeah. Okay. Uh, my word, I have a word of mouth. Mm-hmm. There is a wonderful series on HBO Max uh, starring oh, Anna Kendrick, the delightful little hummingbird from... Speaking of people, you can't tell if they're 15 or 35. Yeah. I mean, she's, well, she's a powerhouse. Mm-hmm. She could sing. She could dance. She can act. Really? I didn't know she could oh, sing. Oh, yeah. She's, she's been in musicals. She's just a dream, okay? And she uh, and Paul Fiag. Is that fe- how you pronounce it? F- Fig. I don't know. Paul Fig, who directed Bridesmaids and has done a lot of cool stuff, A Simple Favor. Freaks and Geeks. Freaks and Geeks. Um, he's just such an awesome, like, I want to put powerful women mm-hmm. on screen. And she has a new show, and it's very good. It's called Love Life. And it's not just about her love life, because I know that could turn people off, like, okay, rom-com. But it's about all her relationships in her life and how relationships change as we get older and how, you know, it's it's a really good Solid show. Mm-hmm. It's a nice. Hey, I haven't seen this before. What's the name of it again? It's called Love Life. Love Life, and it is on HBO Max. Okay. So there you go, babies. Hell yeah! I love Anna Kendrick. She's yeah. only five two. She's a little baby. She's a little baby. Little baby. I get her confused with uh, Ellie Kemper. Oh yeah. And then I don't know all the details, but a story came out about her a couple of weeks ago where. Wherever she's from, she's from yeah. Missouri or somewhere. She was in like a pageant as a teenager that was affiliated with white supremacy somehow. What? I yeah. I don't, I don't know if she was like a willing participant or she didn't know what she did. But yeah, something to do where she was in something that was involved in white supremacy. So. Dear God. Yeah. Well, oh, I forgot fun. to mention, uh, going back to uh, <laughs> uh, 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 Ozark, uh, I forgot to mention my favorite character. My favorite character on that show, Ruth. Oh, oh my god. Talk gosh. about strong women oh in the show. Oh, my gosh. So many strong women in the show. Uh, Laura Lenny's character, just a badass. Uh, Ruth, who's played by, I think, uh, a girl named Julie Garner or Gardner or Garner. Uh, I'd never seen her prior to this show. She has since appeared in stuff. We saw her in uh, Dirty John. We saw her in that uh, terrible movie where she was the lead. Which one? She was like a secretary at an office. Oh, the assistant? The no. Assistant. That was the other girl. That was the blonde girl from uh, The Room, I think. The Room. I don't think she was in The Assistant. No, really. she absolutely was. Okay. Yeah. You know, n- no problem. She absolutely. Well, I don't, okay, I don't know if that's the name of the movie, <laughs> but the, we watched a movie where she was the lead and she was an assistant or a secretary at a business and it was just a whole bunch of nothing. But she's great. I love her. 
But yeah, that character. Yeah, so many strong women in this show. Uh, Laura Lenny, her, uh, the uh, uh, Helen, oh the, the, my the big God. tall. She's uh, so tall. Big tall blonde uh, attorney lady. Uh, even the crazy old uh, Darlene. That's a strong female character. Oh, uh, yeah, I love yeah. her. Yeah, so. Ooh, get into it, guys. Yeah. And apparently it says the final season will be divided into two parts. Okay. The first part could be released in late 2021. Ah. And the second part is spring 2022. Okay. Well, that's annoying. That's weird they're doing it. This is the way Sopranos did their final season. They cut it up into two parts. You know what? Let's just say it's going to be a gift. We're going to have two different gifts. Mm-hmm. I, I'm excited to see it. Also, this is the final season, by the way. Uh, a lot of that was filmed where I grew up. Oh, I know. It's the, like memory lane. The Blue Cat Lounge, or whatever they call it, uh, that was the Little River Marina Inn or something. But uh, anybody who knows uh, Canton, Georgia, and Woodstock, Georgia, right there on uh, Bells Ferry Road, right uh, the bridge going over Lake Alatoona. And that's where I uh, I used to jump off the cliffs right there at Lake Alatoona. Oh, man. You, that was fun. you were so cute. I can only imagine. Well, and there's also somewhere, I haven't seen it yet, a picture of young Dave in a cowboy outfit. Oh, yeah. I yeah. got to see that. I was that. a little cowboy. You were a little cowboy, little, just running around, jumping off rocks. I little, love it. Had little boots. Had some badass little oh. boots. Had a little cowboy hat. Get out of here. Yeah. Get out of here. Used to sing homemade karaoke to... Oh. Early 80s country. What was your favorite uh, homemade carry? Uh, Johnny Lee, Looking for Love. <gasps> looking for love in all the wrong places. Looking How old for were you? Like three or four. <laughs> you were yeah. looking for love yeah, way I, back I, then. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that song. Oh, that's adorable. Looking for love. I remember I was like three or four, and uh, we had like um, we had a stereo, like a family living room stereo that had an outlet for microphones. Oh, that's And it also cool. had a tape deck. That is so cool. So you could, and it was multifunctional. You could turn, you could tune it to the radio. So you listen to, to Kix 101.5 or Y106. We're listening to the radio. Put an audio uh, a cassette tape in, hit record, and then you could stick the microphone in, and you could sing along to the radio, and the, and the tape would uh, record it. And I have, uh, somewhere there's old tapes of me singing to Looking for Love and... Uh, Elvis, you ain't nothing but a hound dog. Oh my god, that was gosh. one of my favorite numbers. But yeah, I was like Would three or four. Would you do the shimmy? Would you do the oh, Elvis? Yeah. Oh I'd my dance gosh, dance around, out of breath, just screaming into the mic. I think it's wonderful. Yeah, it we was, need to find those. Tapes. I was quite the little entertainer. Uh, Boo, where can we find you on the social media? K T Low Strandberg. So it's at the letter K, the letter T L O W Strandberg. And and there I am, just living my truth. On the gram. On the gram, guys. Yeah, yeah. On the Instagram. Big fan of the gram. And what about you, Boo? I'm on Instagram somewhere. Uh, <laughs> I've noticed that my Instagram is all, it's only, uh, it, it's, it's cats, dogs, and food. Yeah, mine is. And records. Yeah, animals and mm-hmm. selfies when I feel pretty. Uh, I'm on Cameo, still doing Cameo. Uh, I'll give Father, Father's Day shout-outs coming up. Do you, yeah. you want me to say hello to your dad or insult him or roast him? Uh, you know, I'm on Cameo. Uh, cookbook's still available at my website, dumbdavestone.com. Get those cookbooks. Um, slowly starting to work on Volume 4, put some new recipes together, so hopefully that'll be out. Maybe by the end of the year. Who knows? That's amazing. Procrastinating. Um, but yeah, and tour dates on there as well, finally. Haven't been able to say that in a while. Yes. Um, 
But yeah, like we said before, we got a little Pacific Northwest tour coming up in October. We'll be doing uh, Portland, Seattle, uh, Eureka, California, possibly Reno. Oh, yeah, I can't wait. Coming with me. We'll have I fun. I cannot wait. We'll have fun. Charlie says hello. Charlie, you good, bud? I'm fat. jeez. Oh, <laughs> yeah, body issues. Oh, and I just wanted to shout out to all the peeps. Uh, I know Father's Day can be tricky. Yeah. Um, I know it can be hard, um, especially for my boo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just want to say happy Father's Day to all the fathers. And if... You know, it's a sad day for you. Then do what you need to do. Yeah. Do some self care, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, happy Father's Day. And whatever happens, no worries. Ugh. We love you. Bye. Hey, everybody! Thanks so much for listening to the Stonebergs podcast. If you enjoyed it, it would mean a lot to us if you could take a few seconds to rate and review it on iTunes. And if you don't listen to it on iTunes but still want to help out, simply tell a friend, as word of mouth is so important. Follow us on Instagram, at The Stonebergs Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, at The Stonebergs. And lastly, give us a call 24-7 and leave a voicemail at 562-548-2012. That's 562-548-2012. Thanks for listening.